Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, everybody. Guess what we're here for today? One of my favorite episodes to do. Always. We're talking about the launch, baby. It's a breakdown. It's a whole bunch of numbers. It's a whole bunch of data. It's a whole bunch of takeaways. But I think these are really helpful as a peek behind the curtain for people to see uh, all the work, mostly, that goes into making a launch happen and how it's not all just like, oh, we made six figures and that was awesome. Now we're just like going to go to sleep. Bye. Like it was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was so much work uh, to make that. Sure. And uh, I think this will help you guys um, kind of get an idea of what that looks like. And we also have some kind of roadblocks that came up for this particular challenge. And we're going to go over all of those today. Cool? Yeah. So I want to jump straight into the challenge part of this launch. So just to give you all some background, if you've listened to some of our postmortems before, we've done quite a few different challenges to gear people up and get people excited to join our launches. And this one was no different. We decided to do five days to launch for the second time this year. And we had a lot of expectations going into it. But I think there was some major hiccups like from the very beginning of this launch. Yeah. So A, (laughs) Facebook has kind of wised up. Oh, yeah. And they are increasing the cost per lead uh, pretty dramatically. And whether this will stay true for every single launch, whether it was the time of the year, whether maybe we were, you know, advertising while a bunch of other people were advertising, like it was definitely leading into the holiday season. Uh, so I'm not going to say that this is the end game. This is how it's going to be forever. But leads in general this time were two to three times more expensive than they have ever been for us, Yeah, uh, which was fun and expensive. But this was also the time where we were shown yet again that it is never a one-size-fits-all answer or solution to how something will work. I think we like to convince ourselves that when something, and we as in us here at TCC and we as small business owners, as soon as we get something to work once, that you can literally just rinse and repeat it and expect the same or better results every time. And while that concept is true in the sense of like, if this is your business and this kind of model is working, like keep doing that, try other things and rinse and repeat that with a couple of small tweaks. Uh, we, we, I kind of thought it was true in the land of ads. So video ads run really, really well for us. Oh, and yeah. we have that data from previous launches where we've gone over that, where when we weren't fully convinced if video ads would work, we would run a graphic ad and a video ad and time and time again, that video ad outperformed. We hear about the chatter of like making gifts and making things move and you have to get it to catch their attention and everyone needs to be doing video. So that's what we did. We only planned on video ads to promote this challenge and we started running the ad and it was not really going that well. Like I was scared. I'm not going to lie. We were going into it and generally within the first couple of days, like we have lots of leads. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, we had leads from our own list from emailing our list, but we weren't getting a ton of new people and our traction mm-hmm. was really low. And 
we had some major concerns, like were we targeting the wrong people? Were we not spending enough? Were were we spending too too much? Like, yeah. I, I mean, we just started questioning a lot. So we posted up in a mastermind that we're in and asked, "Hey guys, like, what are your thoughts? This is kind of the situation." Yeah. Yeah. So we showed them our video ad and asked for their feedback. And the basic consensus was two things. A, they were like, all right, the, your videos are great. They're beautiful. They're fun. They're catchy. But since we had just promoted something about a month prior and used kind of, of a similar shot list, kind of, of a similar feel, we were getting excellent feedback. that They were like, I kind of maybe thought it might have been the same video. So I didn't stop to watch it again. Oh, red flag number one. Brain consistency is great, but m- having them look different enough is also key in something that we're learning. And then someone else brought up a point. They were like, okay, maybe video is just like too much right now. Literally go test a graphic and go test a text only ad and see how those perform. And we had never done text only to this point because I mean, every data piece we'd ever had said that pictures or some kind of visual would outperform. So we did all three. And within hours, I would say we had some clear winners. Um, Text for a long time was trending at almost the same cost per conversion as our videos. Um, And the picture that we posted that the graphic I put together and literally two seconds on Canva where we had on the video spent a whole day shooting and then paid someone to edit it together. Yeah. That it, it was like crazy different conversion wise. So we got like five times as many conversions Mm -hmm. from our picture graphic based um, ad versus our video. Like we're talking 2,600 of our leads were from Mm -hmm. this picture that I just threw together. And, um, you know, part of my assumption with it is in the past, we had I just had a little bit of a cold, so like you might hear some some coughing. <laughs> yeah, in the past we had done some some tests with graphic only, where we had used flat lays, where we had used mm-hmm. things that looked like our blog, that looked like our website. We had tried different colored background versus marble, and this was the first time we tried using a picture of a person, like mm-hmm. straight up stock photography. Yeah, um, stock photo. You guys have seen it everywhere. Um, well, maybe not everywhere, but still, I was hesitant to use a picture that wasn't ours. I was hesitant to use a picture of a person that wasn't us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we picked someone that I felt looked like our ideal client. Um, yep. We picked someone that I felt like would hang out with us, that would be part of our tribe, that would be in our yep. community. And I think that's why it performed really well. I really genuinely think it was the fact that it was a person that like people could relate to. Yeah. And so she very much looked like like that Etsy shop owner at her desk, like doing all the work. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So we were able to in the same amount of time that we had in the past, we converted twice as many people to um, our challenge. But it cost us, oh my God, it cost us so much more money. Yeah. Like three times as much money no, like, at least. Like five times as much. Five times so as much money. I think last time we promoted the five days launch challenge, we spent about 3000 We spent almost $16,000 on ads in the span of seven days and only had 5,000 leads to show for it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So to be honest, I it made me really nervous going into our launch. Oh, I gosh. expected like for that ad spend, I'm fine spending the money. We've got it. Let's spend it. But I wanted those numbers to be double or triple that. And they just weren't. You know, they were double our previous conversions, which is something that we probably, you know, we could have done on our own. I put that in air quotes as in like, if you work hard enough, like we could have probably figured that out. But I'm like, I needed the magic of Facebook ads to come in and they, and they weren't. It didn't feel like magic at all. It felt like we were making a huge gamble and we weren't sure what would pay off. Now, granted, like 
we're promoting getting ready to launch something where the the cost is about two thousand dollars a person. Um, so the fact that it was almost sixteen thousand dollars that meant we had to sell eight seats to pay right. for our ads. So right. in the grand scheme of things, no big deal, but. Right. Uh, to two people that are very used to not spending money. <laughs> yeah. Like it was yeah. a it, big it was change really in difficult. Pace. Yeah. So going after the challenge, the challenge went well. We ran it almost exactly as we ran it the first time. One thing we did differently, uh, and we talked about this in some of our previous launch recaps. For the first time when we ran five days to launch challenge, the lessons were delivered live. We would go live for 30 minutes every single day over five days and we would teach whatever that lesson was. It was email and then it was the live and then we would kind of stick around for Q&A. Well, we talk a lot and we we try to cover so much and add so much value that we realized like 30 minutes was not long enough to go live, but we really didn't want that's basically a webinar. If we're on there longer than 30 minutes, that's like a webinar. We could not do five a week, five, yeah, five in one week anymore. So we realized to record those lessons as like mini webinars to be delivered in video format in their inbox along with the email lesson. And then truly when we were going live, it was just for Q&A. We weren't teaching anything. It was just to answer questions. And I loved that format. I still have some reservations about it, um, which is funny to me. I think part of it is that I still think that we got greater participation when we were teaching live because I felt like more people watched them. Um, and I've seen some like ways to combat this, and I do think it's something I want to try in the future where people take those live lessons that they record that they host somewhere else and they actually turn those into ads that are targeted to just the people who signed up. And yeah, that that is something we kind of briefly talked about for this launch, but I think we had already spent so much money. So much money. No, I wasn't ready. We were just like, no, let's not add one more thing on that we don't know yet is going to work. So I do think it's still something I want to try and play around with. And yeah, you know, if I'm more mentally prepared to spend that amount of money next time, right. it won't be such a big issue. Um, but I do think it changed the participation level um, to a degree. And I I do think the hype was still there. Um, I think a lot of people were excited. But I also think more this time than last time, despite it being timely and an exciting time for people to participate and get ready for Cyber Monday or Black Friday. um, It's also a more distracting time of year. Oh yeah. So like they have a lot more going on in their personal life. It's not Mm -hmm. like last time we did this, it was in the middle of summer. Like this was all they had to do. And now they're like going to holiday parties and toting their kids to practice. And like, there was just a lot more distractions and I do think that kind of affected things overall. But we wrapped up the challenge strong and the same as we had done previously had promoted the entire time that the following Tuesday that we would have a live webinar. And on that webinar, we would be giving away a scholarship seat to the Strategy Academy. And mm-hmm. that had in the past driven a lot of engagement and driven a lot of people to participate and come live. And we saw very similar um, mm-hmm. kind of results for that. Yeah, I think overall participation was a little bit lower. I think not for the similar reasons you just said, um, less people came to that webinar because life, it was November, right? Um, but it, it it's one of our most effective, like, tactics of opening the doors. And that's where we see, you know, almost one half of like, if you were to literally break it down and not count all of those scragglers like that happened in between, it's like spike on day one, spike on last day, everything in between is kind of just like, meh. and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but outside of that first webinar where we opened the doors, we also had a couple of Facebook lives. Uh, and we I think did did we do two ads? So we did a Facebook Live for the Cyber Monday, like how to prep for Cyber Monday. We turned that one into an engagement because that was that was actually a Facebook Live that we did bef- during the challenge, literally just as like a breakdown for people. 
right? Yeah. So that was specifically to get more people to come to our webinar. Um, and we did it and kind of covered some interesting things regarding like taking a hold of Cyber Monday. We decided to turn it into an ad. I do not think it was an effective ad at all. We spent quite a bit of money for very low conversions mm-hmm. to sign up for our webinar. Um, we also did, and I'm not seeing it on this list, and now I'm like, oh, did we spend even more money than this? <laughs> um, did we run an ad for the Perfect Business Roadmap? Well, is that not this one that says oh, 170 yeah, you're conversions? Right. No, you're right. You're totally right. So we did that, but we didn't have, we didn't run it very long. We ran it for right. less than four days. Um, and I also think I was controlling a lot of the ad spend at this point. I think I was like having many panic attacks along the yeah. way. Um, yeah. So I don't think I turned the budget up on that, like hardly at all. I was like, let's just get some people going. Right. Well, and it's one of those things where, you know, when we get people sign up for the challenge, that's where we're going to spend the bulk of our money. Sign up for the challenge. We're going to blow your mind with the value. And then you're going to come to this free webinar. And that free webinar, if you register for the challenge, you're automatically registered for the webinar. And so in our heads, we already had over 5,000 people registered for the webinar because they were going to get the reminder emails. And so I think it's still one of those strategies where we don't understand. Do we really not? Did it just serve the purpose to say, hey, don't forget about this webinar. You need to actually show up. And we're really just like, don't forget to come. We want you to come and not worrying about getting too many people to actually like drop in their email, new people to register, new people to sign up. I just want you to not forget to come. Which I think we did end up running that to cold as well, just just for a little bit. But yeah. overall, it was like, let's keep this low because we have the leads and that's all we need to focus right. on for now. And then right. we did our webinar and things went really well. So our first webinar... Um, was above uh, a bit, not by much, really, but it was above what we made last time on our first webinar for Strategy Academy. So live during the webinar, we made $36,000. And we were pretty happy with that open. Um, And then like every other launch, mm-hmm. you go into day two, day three, day four. Mm-hmm. And of course, we, and Emily can elaborate on this, decided uh-huh. we decided to do a 17-day cart open. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. <clears throat> I'm going to spoiler alert one of our takeaways. And it's actually two takeaways. One of them is 17 days for a cart open is way too damn long. Please don't ever do it. You will hate it. Yeah. Second of all, do not ever, and we know this, do not ever launch something for the reason why that you have to either shorten the cart or extend the cart is because of a holiday. Don't do it. We've only ever done that where it's been bumped up really close to 4th of July and we like kind of pushed back the thing, the date a couple things for cart We purposely pushed it back and I'm glad we did because I feel like this is the lesson of showing you what you do when you extend it over a holiday. Not worth my effort. No. Oh my God. You guys, we've talked about launch lull before and it's one of those things where like you want to make sure you arm yourself with all the proper essential oils to boost your confidence. You want to have your BFF on speed dial that will tell you how pretty you are. You want to have like your financial coach over here, Jessica Ely, who's saying like, you're wonderful. Here's your relationship with money and here's why you're thinking these things. And then you want to have your CFO Parker who's like, you guys are badass and you're doing amazing things and keep doing this over here. You want to have that team ready because that launch lull sucks. It sucks for everyone. It's so There's bad. a spike and then it just drastically like you hit pavement and you might not make sales for three days straight. Well, and, it, and then extend that cart to 17 days. And how many days were there where we made zero sales? Um, I can tell you exactly. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of 17 days we made. Eight out of 17 days. We made zero dollars. And zero dollars. Okay. So I also want to just give you like a rundown of other things that happened in our life during these 17 days. 
do you mean shitstorm 2017? Um. Okay, so just to give you a little bit of a pat on your back that you're doing just fine. Okay, not only did we have Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Emily officially adopted her child. Yeah, and, on the 20th. And I am now not sure because I had a high fever long enough that I'm not sure if I was sick immediately following cart close or during cart close. Yeah. I don't know. I'll... I'll all of it <laughs> all of it all of it all of it was bad i mean it was just and i'm still sick like it's like i'm i can't get better it's just awesome um so some lessons learned yeah um cart open and cart close webinars are always our best and they will always be uh -huh. our best the last 48 hours you We've been told before you double your sales in the last 48 hours mm -hmm. and many, many times. And we're like, uh, you're lying. Many, many times we've said, no, 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 no. Again, it happened. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Thank God, by the way. Thank Dumbledore. My God. I was so worried. And I don't know why uh -huh. I do this to myself. Uh, Every time we do this. Every time. So we did some Facebook Lives and mm -hmm. a... Kind of, I don't know if it's a, like a webinar in between, but kind of. Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial.
Okay, I want to pull the audience and I legit, I want you to either email us or I want you to tag us in Facebook with your answer, please. Okay. Uh, we go back and forth every single launch, whether the strategy that we pick every time is effective or not. Okay. So we have our opening cart webinar and our cart close webinar. Those two things are never going away because they are bomb diggity effective. All right. Well, in between, whether we have five days in between those two days, because it's a seven day open cart or 15 days, because if it's a 17 day cart, we do different lives in between. Some of those in the past have been truly spontaneous where we're like, oh, I feel like we need to drum up some excitement. Are you ready to go live? Let's like answer some questions about the program. All right. So those are truly just organic, whatever. And then we've done some where, okay, I want to strategically plan some lives that can add more value answer some questions, get some fence sitters, et cetera, right? So this time we picked, what, three different Facebook Lives. We did uh, one on our two years of business, like what we invested in when and, and how we've made money and when to give kind of a peek behind the curtain. We did a how to prevent turkey coma for your business, right? With strategies on how to automate during the holidays. And then we were going to do a full investment roundtable, but we ended up giving that one to Angela, our director of ops, because we were both oh, that's sick. Right. That, so that I was, was sick. Then. That was before cart close. We were both sick. And then there was zero. No, then there was cart close webinar. Okay. So those three in the middle were pure value add Facebook lives with a pitch. You as a fence sitter. You, as someone who did not buy on webinar one, were those things effective? Do you like hearing from someone in the middle of launch in video slash webinar format? Is it too much content to take in? Did it overwhelm you? Did it actually, like, even if you didn't buy, were you like, oh my God, that was super helpful and I really want to, it's just still not the right time? Like, did you find them helpful at all? I truly want I know. think they did. But this is just me speculating. Yeah. I mean, we've only ever speculated. Like, we can look at the data. Well, here's the thing. The data sometimes isn't completely it's accurate. It's hard to tell. Because it's hard to tell. Because what we do is we say, okay, if we had a Facebook Live on a Tuesday from noon to one, what sales were made during that pitch? So that's typically around like 1245 to it's it's usually noon to 1:30 is the webinar. 12:45 to 1:30 is the pitch. So we will go back and look at our emails and say, okay, for people who bought from 12:45 to let's say 2, let's consider those webinar people, right. right? And then that's it. So maybe only two people literally bought during that time, but maybe three people bought later that night or three people bought the next morning. Is it because they watched the replay? Yeah, we don't know if it's because they watched and we don't I don't think we'll ever no. know unless we come up with some crazy tracking well, And thing, even we but... still really won't be able to because what if they watched live and then had to go to dinner and then had to talk to their spouse and then had to do this and it was two days later. But it was because of that live that it pushed them to make that decision. And I still think a lot of the people who end up buying in the last two days, they come to two or three things right. and then purchase on that last day or right. the last 48 hours because it is such a steep investment. Um, I I think it's all worth our time. I, I don't think spanning it over 17 days and having a fever right. in the middle of it is worth <laughs> our time. Um, but, you know, considering... Yeah. So let's go back and go over some more stats. So we did do, we did do a cart open video. Mm -hmm. Um, We were having, you know, a little bit of mixed uh, feelings about ads at this point. So we tried a couple of different things too. Mm -hmm. We also tried a GIF, Mm -hmm. um, which didn't actually go very well. Um, well, and you say that, but we spent $47 and got two conversions. But did those conversions like come later? Like I what I do you still mean? don't uh, like they could have clicked to the page and then bought because of a webinar 3 days later, but because I mean, of the way Facebook. Well, okay, works. then if you're going to ask yourself that because of that conversion, then you have to ask yourself that from all the other conversions. 
I know. I don't know. So I wasn't even completely, mostly because I had a fever, completely aware that we were doing a conversion at, because normally with cart open. So here's the lay of the land. Normally we do conversions to sign up for the um, webinar or to sign up for the challenge. And then we switch to click-based ads because we want to get traffic But to- we also, your fever is messing with you. We also, we always do conversions for cart close. That's one of no, the- No, I know we do for cart close. I wasn't there yet. Oh, okay, okay. I was saying for cart open, we do traffic and then we for switch sure. back yes, yes, to yes, conversion. Yes, yes, yes. For cart close. But I was surprised when I was going back through it that we had a conversions ad set up for both the GIF and the video. And they both converted. And then we didn't spend very much money on it um, at all. Um, between 25 and 50 bucks a conversion. And we only got three conversions. But each of those sales was over $2,000. So I say that's effective. I say you can never know what's actually truly making them buy because the pixel lives for a while. They could have gotten off of that page, whatever. But if that ad got them to be like, oh yeah, I need to click on that. And then they buy, that's the point of an ad. That That is the ad working. I know. I meant... I meant the clicks weren't that great. Like we were paying about 50 cents more a click on the GIF versus the video. Yeah, no, clicks you can never know. But that uh, GIF conversion ad. Yeah. Worked. So you guys can't see what I'm seeing right now. But just to give you a brief rundown, we had two different video ads running for clicks. I think one of them was originally set up incorrectly and we tried to change something and we had to restart it over. Um, but roughly we had about 1600 clicks on our main video ads, um, and spent a little over 4,000. Um, we also had an engagement ad that ran to the same video specifically because we wanted to drum up more organic engagement, um, more organic views. And a lot of that comes from people liking, commenting, sharing, engaging with your ad, watching right. it. Well, so will you will pay to have people like react or comment. So other people see, oh, a bunch of people have commented on it. Right. I should watch this video is what right. she's saying. Exactly. And then we have the GIF as just a trial. Um, mm-hmm. And it was something our um, video team put together and we just we just tried it. I mean, part of it was breaking up the feed. We didn't want people to feel like we were sending things out that looked monotonous. Like right. we uh, were so, cons- going back to, sorry to interrupt you, going back to the, uh, our challenge ad looked too similar to our other ads. We made a drastic change very quickly then for our car open video to sure. be a lot different. So I don't know if you guys saw it, but If you remember, our previous ads for most of this year have been shot in like a white studio space. Then there's us at our desk and then there's us like dancing on a wall. And it's basically like us voicing over in a couple of different new shots here and there. But we were getting feedback that they're all starting to look really, really similar. And so we have been over this like summer, fall, been doing a lot, not a lot, a little bit amount of like selfie video type shooting. So if we were speaking at an event, we would be shooting some video. If we're at a coffee shop, we tried to remember to bust out the camera. We were doing like a photo shoot last month with someone. So Abby would do some like video background footage or whatever. So we sent all of that to our video editor and told her, said, use mostly the lifestyle selfie footage and use less of the other footage. And I think I mean, the feedback we got was like, oh, my God, it's so fun. It's so cute. It looks so different. But yeah, it feels the, the same. Yeah. And the first time we had done video, that was the same reaction. And it was more polished mm-hmm. looking. So I right. don't think it mattered what the content was. I think just people wanted to see something new. Yes. And so it'll be interesting, especially as we repeat launches, you know, going into this coming year. What do we reuse versus do we end up having to reshoot? Um, Well, and all of that's so funny to me because, you know, Hillary Rushford's ad for her Instagram with intention webinar or class, it's been the same ad for like three years. But is it effective? I don't know. 
she, I mean, she keeps running it and she keeps making money. So from my outside perspective of not knowing any data whatsoever, it looks effective. The engagement's always really high. People like are excited to see it. Like it's become one of those things where like, oh, I'm seeing this ad again. So she's rent, she's opening the doors again. So it's like, do you just not give a shit that maybe like the next couple times it might be a little low because people like I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it until you become like that kind of like cult video that people look forward to seeing. I, know, I don't know. But if you're paying three to five times as much oh, for a conversion, it's it's more cost effective to me to spend a half a day shooting. Right. And paying a couple hundred dollars to have a new video made than to pay three to five times as much per lead. Yeah, if, if, if a new video brings down the cost of lead for sure. But I don't know if that, I mean, we'll, it is literally, you're just going to have to try it again to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy though. So, all uh, of that to say, you are guys, we tell them how much we spent on yeah, ads. So, ads. Um, are you guys sitting down? I want you to swallow your sip of coffee so you don't spit it out. Just like take a deep breath with us. We spent $20,427.64. Okay, now tell them how much we made. No, before I do that, I just want to be clear that this is more money than I made at my first corporate job after taxes. Mm-hmm. Even before taxes, probably. Uh-huh. I spent that on ads in three weeks. This is I'm- more money than I made in 2015. Anyway, so in the same amount of time, we made, drumroll please, $126,716 to wrap up our 2017 launch schedule, which this is... Our biggest launch mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. So I we say that to, because I want you to know sometimes how much money it takes to make a certain amount of money. I personally am peeved to the nines about how many other business owners are like, we did a six-figure launch. I did a $3 million launch. I did all of these fancy shit over here. But they don't share with you <laughs> that in order to make $3 million, they spent $1.5 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like... I, so as sometimes as hard as it is for me to say those numbers, and definitely we've had better data than that before, like that ratio of how much we spent versus how much we made has been higher and lower before. But I, I want to share that with you because it sometimes it, it takes a lot of money to to have a, a big launch like that. And sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't all I'm not saying you have to spend $20,000 to make 126. I'm like, no, not at all. And we know people who've spent way less yes. and made way yes. more. This uh, is just our it journey. It just happens to be. Yeah. So right. just to give you some background in the, the first couple launches we did with Facebook ads, we were seeing where we would spend three to 5% yeah. of our total revenue on ads. Um, and then we did an affiliate launch and it was closer to 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I didn't even calculate it for our last launch because I was so upset. Yeah, we don't want to see it. Um, but this is definitely the most money we've ever spent. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Um, and the cost for everything was more than we're used to seeing on any of it. Like none of it, like it wasn't like we set the ad up wrong. It wasn't that we were sitting to the wrong audience. Like we tried 17, I mean, not 17, but we tried our typical like five to seven different audiences and they had typically given us these results in the past and they were costing three to five times as much for every single one, not just for like two of them. Right. Um, so I will say just for the sake of saying it, just so you guys know, like Emily and I were definitely both anticipating a bigger launch than we mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our goal we had, was 200 K. Yeah. Our goal was definitely $200,000. Um, and we didn't get there. Am I upset with what we did? No, Mm-mm. no, because here's, here's the flip side of that is, 
going into the launch, it was the holidays. We already knew that, right? And I think we all, we all, I'm definitely guilty of this. We all like to think that we will have much more energy or much more care about our business around a holiday. And time and time again, it proves us wrong every time. The call of family being in town, the call of fall, the call of cooking, all of that was really great for us this year as it should be, right? And as it's okay for it to be. We traveled a lot. We stayed in te- we stayed in Tulsa for 3 extra days at the last minute in the middle of a launch, right? And we like the ability to have that freedom and saying yes to those types of things in our business. Did that sacrifice maybe a sale or two here or there? Maybe. Sure. Like you can't exactly pinpoint it, but maybe it did. Did us both getting sick, like Abby like TMI throwing up fever, like hardcore in the middle of launch affect our sales? Probably. But did she need to have some freaking sick days without the pressure? Absolutely. So I will say, did we not reach our goal? 100%. Did we spend more money on ads than than I would have liked to have spent? 100%. But am I happy with the results based off all of the corners that we also decided to cut off from our efforts? at Tenfold. Oh my gosh. Like... Not that I was checked out at all, but like I remember having a conversation about halfway through the launch saying like, am I doing enough? Am Mm -hmm. I putting in enough effort and hours and time? And, you know, I can second guess myself all I want, but proof is in the pudding. Like our people are super pumped. Like they've Mm -hmm. never been more excited to be a part of something. And they didn't say, oh my gosh, Abby's been out sick for three days. Right, and like, right, right. like there wasn't any negative reactions. Mm-hmm. Like all of this stuff is self-built up in your head and you're the mm-hmm. one who, you're, you're the one telling yourself these lies. So sometimes you just need to take a step back. And for me, it meant like basically going to therapy with my friends and like sitting down and saying, am I doing okay? Like, is this right am I all right? Am I okay in this point in my life and in my business doing what I'm doing? And a lot of it came down to money mindsets and really believing not, I didn't have a problem believing that what I was putting out there was worth it. I had a problem believing that it was worth, I was worth it. Um, And I had some self doubts around that. And that's Mm -hmm. crappy. And all of us go through this occasionally. Like at some point in your business, you're going to be like, am I really that special? Like, I don't feel that special. Um, And I want you to know that that's normal and that everyone goes through it regardless of how long they've been in business, regardless of how big their business is. Um, We, we've been through it. And so I want to run through some. Yeah, this is the. Uh, these are the fun numbers. Some like end of the road stats to kind of get you pumped up. So, in the past, we've seen super high participation from challenge uh, to actual purchase, and mm-hmm. this happened again. So, in the past, it's been about eighty-five percent of the people who bought participated in the challenge this mm-hmm. time around it was 82 percent. so that seems really consistent to me yep. um in the past we've had super high 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 participation um in trello for business prior to uh purchase so 68 percent of all the people who enrolled own trello Mm-hmm. Um, we've had that number as high as 90%. So mm-hmm. I think we have some work to do there because that's some yeah. opportunity. Um, and then we also have 42% of our existing students. So if they had taken a course in the past before purchasing Strategy Academy, 42% of them only took Trello. So they went mm-hmm. from so buying no a, other course. Yeah. They went from buying a $29 product to a $2,000 product. Yeah. And sometimes those were in that 30 day sweet spot, which we've talked about before. And sometimes it was, you know, as early as like they took Trello in February or, or as far back as February. Yeah. But I think it's still interesting, no matter the time frame. 
you buy a $29 product. And then at some point, you're like, okay, I'm ready to spend 2k with these people. Right. We also had 21% of people participate in Rock Your Biz, which we've talked about in the past as being our kind of roadmap or funnel where we were hoping they'll go from Trello to Rock Your Biz to Strategy Academy. And we've already had some major talks about ways to improve that. Um, and I think I'm super excited for the Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes around to like how we revamp the funnel to make it more obvious and more um, something that people understand. So I think there was some product confusion there and, and that was just proof that there was. So, um, so of the people who purchased, which I think the end number we had 61 or 62 students, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 33% of them were brand new students. So they had never purchased anything before. Um, and they joined us. Seventy that makes seventy seven percent of them existing students. So they uh, they had some program, um, and like we mentioned, a lot of them had Trello. Eighteen uh, percent had subscribed to our list for the first time in the month of November. Mm-hmm. So within the last thirty days. So they didn't didn't know us before. And then within 30 days, they bought a $2,000 product. That's huge. We've had Mm -hmm. that number as high as around 30%. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that will just continue to be a trend where we're seeing 20 to 30% of new subscribers jumping in with us. So that's awesome. So let's bump down to some tweaks and repeats notes that we made for ourselves. I will repeat again, 17 days of cart being open was way too long. Oh, yes. Way too long. Now, on the flip side of that, Abby and I have talked about before, do we ever shorten the length of cart open? Not for Strategy Academy. Like, don't don't be silly. But like, if we were to open and close, should we try five days? Should we try four days, three days? Like a lot of other people do that. And I think Knowing our audience as well as we do and the processes they go through to make purchases, I don't think we can lessen it from as shorter than seven days. No, I think it'll always be seven days. Seven to nine days, I think, is our sweet spot. If we want to extend it, I think nine days is the longest because that's still doing it in that same week. Uh, But 17 was ridiculous. Uh, For this launch is the first time that we offered a 12-month payment plan. All right. So that was super successful. What's the percentage of people who chose that payment plan? Do you have that? I didn't do the math on that, but I would okay. say just kind of glancing at it, uh, probably close to two thirds of the people awesome. did the payment plan. So we're calling that a tentative success. And we mean that by like, it got a lot of people to say yes and commit and get in. Awesome. Super great. But how many of those people are going to ask for a refund in the refund window? Or how many of those people over the next 12 months are going to let their credit card information slip and not fix it? Because we, as much control as we could have on it, Teachable does a great job. We do a great job at trying to like, hey, update your card. Hey, how can I help you with this over here? Sometimes like, you know, it's just out of your control. Uh, it's one of, it's still one of those weird mysteries of the digital world on how to truly like harp down on that. Uh, so it's a tentative success pending on how the next 12 months go. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we can prevent as much as possible with that, but this is something, and I've had to talk to my husband about it many a time. Like this is the nature of doing business. And so there's especially the nature of doing business online. Yeah. So we could control it as much as possible and we could hunt people down and all that jazz. But when we have a launch, like we have to anticipate loss, like we have to anticipate and like in the early stages, not necessarily like when we had people like 10 people buy, like it was way easier for us to control these sorts of things. Oh yeah. But as the bigger launch happens, thousands of students, guys. It's just our energies are better spelled. Like I would rather pour the energy and go live for an hour and a half than to email, you know, 20 people about, Hey, you need to pay, you need to pay, you need to pay. You know what I mean? And that's just a personal choice we make. Yes. There are people who handle that differently, but that's where we go. 
Uh, oh, here's a big takeaway. Neither one of us is managing ad spend ever again, but especially for a big launch like this. I think part of it was it got so expensive that I didn't feel like I could make justifiable decisions. And not that I need to put that in the hands of someone else, but I want someone who's coming at it from a place of the return is there. And so it is worth spending more or spending less or whatever. Right. Whereas I'm making a decision from my view on money and like my whole life and like all these other personal things that should not be affecting my decision whether to up a budget or not. Right. And we do have a plan in place for that. If you guys were wondering, which is something I feel like we need to have a whole episode about. Oh, yeah. Um, But we do have a plan in place of who can manage that and how that's going to work in the future. Uh, So stay tuned to hear more about that. Um, Also, just for uh, repeats now, day one and the last day of webinar, we're keeping those strategies. And which is super funny because Day one of cart open, that's always been our thing, having a webinar to open the cart. That's been our thing since day one. It's worked exceptionally well since day one. Uh, The last day webinar, we've only done for three launches now. Our CFO was like, you guys need to drum up some energy on that last day. You need to go live. You need to do a webinar. You need to add value. And we're like, really? The very last day? And I think it works. We've done it three times now. And it's it's there. Yep. It's excuse you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but our last piece is a tentative tweak. Uh, again, I would love to hear you guys' feedback on this about those mid-launch webinars or mid-launch Facebook lives. Yeah. We can't truly say yes or no that they're that converting or or not, like that they did work or they didn't, because it's really hard to track that data. So it's just us going to be, you know, contemplating. Uh, but I want to hear from the people. What do you guys think what about them? What do the people think? <laughs> what do the people think? What do you want in that in that lull? What do you want from us? Do you want to hear from students? Do you want to hear testimonies? Do you want to hear case studies? Do you want to hear from us? Are do you, you want just to hear strategy? tired of us and I want Are us to shut like, up? Shut up. I, you send too many emails already and I don't want to see you live also. Like that's an acceptable answer. Uh, so I would love, seriously, I would love to hear from you. Email us, hello at thinkcreativecollective.com. Reach out to us in the community, thinkcreativecollective.com slash community, and let us hear your thoughts. If you could do like, um, say something like podcast feedback or episode 156 feedback or something like that so I can uh, search it, uh, that would be awesome. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.